You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I can only say that it feels right, it feels right, it feels right, yeah. I can only say that it feels right. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lives Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Radke, here as always with Julian Andrews. Julian, What's up? you're so rich. I know. Well, no, I, you know, I have, I have some new assets. I have no additional money. But, Julian uh, yeah. has new assets. Uh, we'll get into that shortly. We want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings before we dive into the show. Everyone's favorite time of the year is around the corner, college football season. Uh, to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. That's fun. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now in states um, that are eligible and use a promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. Seems like a good deal. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 bet in um, instantly. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 year old, years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook. For details, gambling problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Julian, and we want to thank our good friends over at Three Star Sports Guards. Um, where I stopped in yesterday, I talked to Eric, um, always smiling. And Julian, it's been a running joke that your <laughs> your cards will never, ever make it um, back. Uh, it was a Luka Doncic and a uh, Trey Young. I think you have a few others um, that are still there. but Those ones will actually, it'll actually be 10 years. They because, came... because these were the express ones. <laughs> these were the express ones um let me grab them actually quick so uh julian and these aren't like super high banger cards right um no but uh you got a uh 2018 luca and it tend this is just there the donner space card which i think is going for like 370 dollars yeah, i bought one i bought one like two months ago for 315 and it's gone up quite a bit um, and it will continue to go up. So that's a good one. And then you got the Trey Young Prism PSA 9. Um, this is the red, white, and blue, which is going for about 150 right now. Um, and then I had a card come back, and for it was a 2016 Donner's Optic Joey Bosa PSA 9 for 
don't know why I thought that was a good idea to grade, but um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so congratulations to Ju to you, Julian. Thank um, you. What like Tesla? Like, what are you what are you buying? Uh, it seems like uh, a trip know, to Home Depot. <laughs> right. Yeah, like a couple Home Depot trips might be the <laughs> like lawn a lawnmower. Where we're headed with that? Yeah. But no, it's cool. It's good to get them back. It's exciting. It's fun to uh, not just have them be in PSA limbo anymore. It's true, and they're actually doing they're they're bringing cards back pretty quick. I'm getting like ten or eleven cards back almost every week. Nice. Um, which is kind of how I planned it out because I brought cards in every week. And then it was like, I would get a few back here and there for the first like six months or nine months. And now that it, we're about nine months to a year on most of those cards, um, it's kind of hot and heavy. So, and did they um, open it up again? Yeah. Um, I or think it's, really. I think it's still that main service. I think it's, or sorry, the, uh, like super duper express. Like, ah, got it. um, it sounds like they are going to, um, open up another one, which is, which used to be like the hundred dollar one. Um, and they're going to open that one. It sounds like in sometime in September and, uh, we'll see. I'm guessing they'll raise the price though. So still like, I'll, like I have a card, I have a box of cards to send in stuff. And that's my level still probably right around the like $30 level yeah. per card. And then, you know, and I don't even know if they'll ha they'll even have a 30 card or a $30 card limit anymore. You know, maybe it's like $50 is the minimum, Yeah. which then you really have to figure out think. what card. Yeah. Um, no more Joey Bosa's. Um, <laughs> this will be a relatively quick podcast today. Um, before I leave, I'm going to my bachelor party tomorrow, nice. actually. So um, I will be um, probably dead in four days. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You're supposed to survive that because then you're supposed to get married afterwards. Yeah, that's well, that's yeah, that, I think that's true. I think that's true. The, I was thinking about this yesterday when I, when I was going to bed. I'm like, the idea of a bachelor party is so funny to me. It is. Like, hey, let's all get like super drunk and hang out for four straight days. And like, is your last time you're going to hang out with your friends? I know it's this. It's just kind of uh, another kind of part of this myth that when you get married, your life just ends. Yeah, it's like it's not, it's not <laughs> 1952. Like I can hang out with my friends still. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't think, know if that was. A, I think back then you probably could have hung out with them as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, more of like and not to get into like, um, you know, where we've come in. um you know, um, like men and women throughout history and like women's rights. But I think if anything, a bachelorette party makes a lot more sense. Um, probably historically. Yeah. Historically, I would say yes. I think you're um, correct. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into Timberwolves news and not into bachelor and bachelorette and, um, just men and women's history. Uh, summer league's going on right now. The Wolves beat the Spurs, um, two days ago, uh, yesterday, maybe, um, Jalen Noel, uh, 24 points. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, 18 points. Nathan Knight, newly signed, um, 19 points, three months. Um, it's tough to take away anything from Summer League, but, I mean, I am excited for, like, Jalen Noel and Jaden McDaniels are two guys that I think, um, like, we saw Noel come off the bench last year. He's pretty miserable defensively. Um, but he can be, like, this guy that can score a lot, it seems, and, like, a good bench player, so... That could be po a positive. Um, I mean, the biggest news going into really the uh, summer league was that the Timberwolves head coach for summer league was Joseph Blair, who was David Vanterpool's replacement as the, the mm -hmm. defensive coordinator. And he took another job with the Wizards, a team that I would argue probably doesn't have 
as high as hopes this year, like as, as the Timberwolves do with the first yeah. year head coach in Wes Unseld. Um, so instead, um, Jeff Newton is the Timberwolves head coach. And um, what, I mean, Newton was hired. Uh, I've met him a few times. He's, he's a nice guy. He's uh, he came on when Gerson Rosas came on, but I think the story here is probably more on Blair leaving because, and people are kind of reading the tea leaves on Twitter being like, okay, wait, like this is the second assistant coach who was kind of left in weird fashion. And then you've had the Robbie Sika move. Um, right. th- there, there's just some things happening where you're like, huh, like, this seems I mean, like, yeah, none of these things are a problem in isolation. Like coaches move around all the time and take other jobs, but you know, this is like approaching a bit of an exodus. Um, which makes you wonder, and I'm not, this is not like sourced or anything, but it does like make you wonder if there's writing on the wall about Rosas or about, uh, well, I would assume that Chris Finch is going to stick around, but like if Chris Finch is going to overhaul his staff, like I, it's just weird, dude. It's just like, we've talked about it a lot. It's just not a good, it's just not good for your organization when you're, when you don't have consistency amongst your staff and it's tough for your culture. And I mean, I think about like any workplace, like if you've ever worked in a workplace where there's a lot of turnover, it's difficult for the culture and it's difficult for the people who are there to figure out um, like new responsibilities. Everybody usually has to work more for a period of time to kind of cover for people while they do interviews to bring people in and it's like not the environment you want heading into a season where this is, I mean, if you look at the roster, like, and we've talked about this too, it seems like Rose is kind of is confident in the roster and bringing it back, run it back. Um, so you, this is not what you want accompanying that, you know, you want the consistency and, and that's not been there. Yeah, I agree. And I think it probably speaks to both sides um, of like, certainly there's some like troubles on the um, basketball side for the wolves. And like when these, when things like this happen, they are weird, but um, you know, as someone who's used to be on the business side, I can tell you that there's uh, rumblings on um, there's, you know, they're, they're like not to get specific, but like you have, when you have people leave on the business side that have been there for five to 10 years um, willingly, um, just because they don't like what's going on there. And it, 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 it's something that's happened for like, you know, over the last like six to six months to a year. Like we've seen that happen yeah. multiple times now. Um, just to like pull back the curtains a little bit. Like, I mean, I think there's a real concern internally that like leadership has no idea what is going on at all. And yeah. that's on the business side, let alone the basketball side. And like, I know it's easy for me to say as someone who got laid off there, um, but like, I'm fine. I have a great job now. <laughs> right. like, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I, for me, I just like, there's a lot of people that I still talk to that are there. And I think there is some concern looking at leadership from like Kasten and Tanky and, um, and while Kasten, I think is well-respected um, coming from the 49ers, I think, I mean, I, I would probably say the opposite for Tanky. I don't think, I don't know if he's like particularly well-respected and, um, if you look at his track record with the Timberwolves. So I think that there, there is some like squirming going on internally with the wolves, with new ownership coming in. You have two guys that are probably trying to impress Alex Rodriguez yep. and Mark Lowry to keep their job. And I think, um, I, I just think overall the culture that they've, they've built there probably isn't one that um, many people would find interesting. So, and also, um, I mean, when, whenever you have a leadership change, 
and you kind of foresee changes coming that down the chain following that leadership change. And I'm talking about the new ownership. You have a power vacuum and you have people kind of struggle, like making moves to try to fill that vacuum. And when mm -hmm. that's happening, those people are not thinking about the everyday employees. Like they're not, they're not thinking about what it's like to work for the team. They're thinking about, and I, you know, how do I position myself to do well in this new kind of world order? Um, and maybe that's happening on the basketball side too, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just very, very obvious that there might be some big changes coming down the line. And it seems like there are people who do not want to be around when those happen. Well, and I mean, I, I, a hundred percent agree. And like, you've been in situations where like things get tense, right. And like, mm -hmm. you can just feel it and it starts to be like a trickle down effect where no matter what it is, whether you're at a dinner and things get weird and then everybody starts to feel weird and it's hard to get it back on track. That's how it feels with, with the wolves in my mind. Yeah. Um, where it's like everybody's feeling like this sense of weirdness. And I think it started, you know, maybe when COVID started, maybe not, like maybe the new ownerships, like, but I think everybody's starting to, fe to feel this. And I don't think they've ever gotten back on the same track. And I think everyone there is just kind of like waiting for the season to start and hope hoping things get back to normal or better, but like they're not. So um, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, on, you know, for basketball related news, Joseph Blair, uh, going to the Wizards and um, Timberwolves' new summer league coach. Um, and there was some speculation that Ryan Saunders would be an assistant in Washington um, where his dad coached. And um, I don't know if like Blair took that job or if, I mean, I haven't heard Ryan's name in pretty much any assistant coach. So my guess is that he's going to take the year off. But um, yeah. Uh, Not a bad more, year to take off, I would say. No, I 100% I agree. Uh, Not I a, just just had a second kid. Um, basketball news, uh, Dennis Schroeder to the Celtics on a minimum contract, um, or the, the, the mid level, uh, like one year, 5.9, um, turned down an $84 million deal with the Lakers. Uh, he bet on himself and, uh, the bet did not turn out well, but I mean, like a pretty good gift for the Celtics, like a team that we talked about last week being a loser and they get like maybe one of the top five point guards in free agency. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. No, I, I think it. Uh, I think it's a super weird fit. Um, I don't really know what that he compliments them well, but at the same time, like the money's good. Um, I think the danger here is if he's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had they have to sign him to you know like a four ninety or whatever, because um, you know that Schroeder's playing this deal to try to prove himself, right? Yeah. But then, but like so so it's almost like if he's bad, it's like not a big deal <laughs> because this team probably isn't really going to be that good. And then also, I, I don't know, like it's not very much of a commitment on the Celtics side, but then if he's good and you have to pay him or I mean, I guess you don't have to pay him, but if he's good, then it's kind of like, uh Oh, cause I don't think he's their long-term answer at point guard. No, I don't think so either, but like, but he can't really they, shoot. The thing is they could have given him up to 9 million, I think in like the mid level. Um, Somebody else knows cap numbers better than I yeah. do, but just from like reading. So I think the sense that they didn't give him the full probably shows you how much that they're like, they're also excited about signing him. Like, oh, well, like here's 6 million, like we'll, we'll take you. Um, right. And I think like the Celtics proved this off season with, they traded for Fournier and then Fournier signed that big deal in New York. I think they're fine. Like if, if, if uh, Schroeder plays really well, this year and all of a sudden he gets a four-year 80 million dollar deal next year and the celtics don't want to be part of that 
I don't think they're going to feel like the, you know, the pressure to, they can let um, him walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do agree. He's been always like one of those guys that like, he plays really well and you're like, Oh, maybe he's good. And then you're like, Oh, maybe he's not. And he's I don't fine. Know. It's just, it's like, he's one of those weird in between players where it's like, he's a good player, but if he's your starting point guard, you're probably not going to be a good team. Yeah. I think that's fair. And the Lakers kind of figured that, that he wasn't a great fit there. Um, God, I want, you know, I want to get into next week. Um, this is going to be a short podcast. I want to get into next week, like just like a story time series with, with us, like how we got into basketball, like mm, mm-hmm. stories from our youth. Like I wanted to put it in this one. I just don't know if we have enough time. Um, but um, I know maybe let's, maybe let's talk about cards for a little bit. Yeah. Um, if anybody cares to listen anymore. Um, trying to think basketball right now. Um, Select just came out. So, um, which is pretty pricey. Um, I mean, we're hitting a weird spot where people are probably noticing too, where like it used to be where if you got a base rookie up player, that was huge, like, like similar to your Luca, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But then what's happening is so many people are getting those cards graded that the pop counts are so high where now like the color cards, which like ultimately have more value anyways, but like, I mean, I saw the number for Zion the other day of how many of his like prison base cards got graded and it's insane. Um, so I think we're, and especially with how expensive cards are and with Panini trying to figure out how to get cards into more people's hands without them having to like give up their second child. And right. <laughs> you know, they're like, here's my second child and my middle name. Um, I think they're going to, you're going to see a lot more of those base cards go and that the color cards and the prism exclusive cards will be like the big chase cards. So um, just something to keep an eye on. And then obviously uh, I give this advice all the time. Like the first cards coming out this year for NBA will be uh, Panini um, like contenders draft picks and, and prism draft. And I say it every year, like just try to stay away from those. Cause I know you're going to get the itch to spend like 30 bucks on a pack of those, but as soon as the pro jerseys come out, those are going to lose tons of value. So unless you're getting like an auto a few years ago, I got like a John Morant auto number to 25 and I think I sold it for like 700 bucks. Um, which is certainly like, that's awesome. But if that John Morant was number to 25 prism and it was in a pro Jersey, it'd probably be worth like triple that. So, um, yeah, get the itch. And if you're spending 20, 30 bucks or whatever, but it's like, if you're buying a hobby box, I just, it's hard for me to not do that. Yeah. It's hard for me to justify <laughs> doing that. But like, I, I, I say that, but I'm also always one who buys one of those packs. Yeah. So, um, all right, Julian, that's all I have for today. Um, cool. I got a bunch of planning to do for this bachelor party. Um, you have to count all your money from your graded cards that you yeah. still haven't, mm-hmm. that you haven't sold. So, um, <laughs> and that yeah. are in your house that are in my house. <laughs> yeah. You don't have them. So, uh, all right, man. Um, you have a good weekend. Um, yeah, everyone, well. thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If we do a, a think up next podcast, probably Monday. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably be very defeated from um, golfing and not not making wise decisions for four straight days. Day. Sounds All right, good. man. All right. <laughs> Later, dude.